the maglev began decelerating. As it did, the light seeping in through the overhead plexiglass panel increased sharply. They were now beyond the safety of the base's tightly patrolled subterranean perimeter. Kane Riordan, newly minted commander in the United States Space Force, glanced at the young ensign beside him. Are you ready? Ensign Marilyn Brahan looked out the even narrower plexiglass panel beside the door, checked the area into which they were about to deploy. There was blurred frenetic movement out there. Were we expecting a lot of company? she asked. No, Ensign, but it was a possibility. Kane rose. So we improvise and overcome. She stood beside him as the doors opened and they were hit by a torrent of loud, unruly shouts from a crowd beyond the maglev platform. The group swiftly became a tight-packed wall of charging humanity, their outcries building before them like a cacophonic bow wave. Ensign Brahen eyed the approaching mob, newspeople already elbowing their way into the front rank, and swallowed. "'Sir, you think those crazies will stay outside the car?' Not a chance. And given the automated two-minute station stop, Kane thought, they'll have us pinned in here before we can leave. I gotta confess, sir, she continued, this wasn't what I was expecting when they told me I was going on a field assignment with you. Well, mused Kane as the reporters closed the last ten meters, we are off base, and technically the civilian sector is the field. Kane smiled at her, at the charade which was to be his one and only command, and stepped out the door. The moment his foot touched the maglev platform, an improbably shrill male shriek, Blasphemer! erupted from the center of the approaching crowd, followed by a glass bottle spinning lazily at Kane. Behind him, he heard Ensign Brahen inhale sharply, no doubt preparatory to a warning shout but recent dojo-acquired reflexes now served Kane better than a warning. Without thinking, he deflected the bottle, which went angling off to smash loudly against the side of the passenger car behind him. As Kane sensed to Ensign Brahen moving up to cover his flank, he scanned the rear of the crowd for the presumably fleeing attacker. Instead, he discovered the assailant was standing his ground— right fist raised, left arm and index finger rigidly extended in accusation, which disappeared behind the surge of newspersons who surrounded Kane as a wall of eager faces and outstretched comcorders. Somewhere behind that palisade of journalists, the attacker shrieked again, Blasphemer! But his voice was receding, and then finally drowned out by the mass of jostling reporters and protesters who threatened to shove Kane and Ensign Brahen back against the maglev car. Their inquiries were shrill, aggressive, and rapid. Mr. Riordan, is it true you're the one who found the remains of the alien civilization on Delta Pavonis III? Kane, Kane, over here. Why wait two years to announce your discoveries? Who decided that you'd announce your findings behind closed doors, the World Confederation or you, Kane? A young man with a bad case of acne and a worse haircut, evidently the boldest jackal in the pack, stuck a palm-com right under Riordan's nose. 
Kane, have there been any other attacks like the one we just witnessed by people who believe that your reports about exosapiens are just lies intended to undermine the Bible? Ironically, that was the moment when one of the protesters waved a placard showing a supposed alien, a long-armed gibbon with an ostrich neck, polygonal head, tendrils instead of fingers. Actually, it was a distressingly good likeness of the beings Cain had encountered on DP-3, prompting him to wonder, so who the hell is leaking that information?